We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends. Welcome to Pod Mavericks After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. We are coming to you a little later than I think both of us would have liked, but but <laughs> despite the early game, things happened. Uh, Josh was on recap tonight, and and there's so there's like there's a scene, and I, I want to say it's uh, the the episode three Star Wars movie, uh, Re- Return of the Sith, uh, whatever the hell that one's called, where the where Palpatine gets unmasked and just starts channeling his lightning, yeah, and. That was you with the last like 400 words of the recap. <laughs> um, I I was mad because um, it's late, and then I was reading you, and then I started laughing. So uh, uh, it's it's great stuff here. So for those of you who don't know, the Dallas Mavericks potentially just shit their season away, 127 to 125, and a loss to the Warriors at home, which featured just about every element of this chaotic Mavericks season. Josh, how are you? I'm scared I'm going to be mad online. No, Kirk. I need it. I don't want to be mad online, but I'm. You never get mad online, which is I what know. makes it so good. That was just. To be honest, I'm not. I well, what's so stupid is I'm mad online, less about the team performance because I think me and you have both already kind of made our peace with the mm. Mavericks this season. It's more just what we're going to be talking about and what everyone's going to be talking about for the next 24 hours when mm. we know that there's we know that there's more issues like referees are not deciding the Mavericks postseason fate. They're not deciding why the Mavericks are one game under 500 right now. And instead, an organization that loves to not uh, accept responsibility for anything it does is going to happily do that and everyone's gonna fall in line and i don't know and i really don't know if that's the case but so so i'm already seeing it i need to mute (laughs) i need to mute my microphone and go get my idiot puppy to come inside who's outside (laughs) i don't know if you can hear her on the mic she's just a little bit i'm gonna go get her and i want you to explain to the team what happened let's just walk through it and i'll be right back okay so what happened is two minutes left in the third quarter the ball goes out of bounds on the baseline. It was a Warriors possession. The ball goes out of bounds. The referee uh, initially signals Dallas ball, and then the Mavericks call a timeout. Mavericks are walking back to the bench, and you could see on the ESPN broadcast, he's the referee is kind of uh, going back and forth with Looney, and Looney, Kevon Looney of the Warriors is arguing that it's it's Warriors ball. It went off the Mavericks. 
you could see the ref then kind of point back Warriors ball. But at this point, the Mavericks are already, you know, there are no Mavericks near that referee. They're already past mid-court, half-court, and they're they're walking back to the bench. Go to the commercial break. Come out of the commercial break, and the Warriors have the ball, or the Warriors have the ball to inbound it. There are no Mavericks in the pick, in the frame, in the TV shot, uh, and the Warriors inbound the ball and get an easy two layups. That causes a fuss from the Mavericks' sideline because from the Mavericks' perspective and what they're saying and what Mavericks owner Mark Cuban is saying is that after – the referee uh, changed the call and said Warriors ball. The, re- the officiating crew during the timeout did not explain that changed call to the Mavericks sideline and it just assumed that the players and the coaches saw the ref change the, the call. And again, the ref wasn't very demonstrative when he changed it to the Warriors call. So they're, they're blaming it, was, it on the PA because the PA yeah. didn't correct it for them, which right. fires me up about this. And I cannot emphasize this strongly enough. The Dallas Mavericks have 3,700 assistant coaches, ball boys, Mark Cuban, and everyone. Like, this was near their bench. It was not the far side. It was near where they were. So the fact that they didn't notice this is, it's like. No, this did happen on the Warriors side of the floor. Yeah. It was like, in front of the Warriors bench. Yeah. Oh, it was? Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's an instance of what my wife refers to as male pattern blindness, where <laughs> something is right in front of you and you just don't notice it because you're not paying attention. And I am so embarrassed that this is going to be the story. I, You know, Cuban was a refs guy from 1999 to about 2007, and then he really settled down. He got fined like three, four million dollars, like just absurd yeah. amounts of money. He's gonna get fined for this, I think, eventually. The Mavs are the Mavs are not going to win this protest. No, absolutely not. Because it there's nothing to protest. This is uh I'm mad that I lost. And it's you know what what did the what did the Warriors shoot at the rim? 27 of 32. I protest that. Okay. Like Steph Curry's game winning basket was a walk in layup. <laughs> With no one within a foot of, of I, I just I'm there's so many other things that I would like to talk about, both good and bad, that come from this game, that that this is going to be the story. And it will I I just I really kind of disagree with you that you that this is gonna be the prevail. They're gonna try to make it so. And and you know, Twitter, we cannot over-index Twitter. I love it as a social media site. But if you're watching that game and you take away that the refs are the reason the Mavericks lost that game, then you are simply watching this with your blinders on. I've done it before, so I, I don't want to sit here and tell people how to fan. But I will say that you like, can be mad about. Like I'm not like if people want to be mad about it, yes. and, and like I'm going to let them rant and rave. But I'm not mm. going to do that. I'm Neither, not going to do that. I'm going to complain about the fact that the Mavericks <laughs> wasted one of the cooler non Luca rookie performances of the last 15 years from oh. Jaden Hardy and before, who came balled the say, fuck out. <laughs> and before we get to that, one last thing I want to say about this play is, did you notice there were no Mavericks in the frame when the Warriors yes. inbounded the ball? So that would have been a baseline inbounds for the Mavericks from that side of the floor. It was not a sideline out play. No, it wasn't. The ball just went out of bounds. There was no violation. And the ball does not advance on a timeout except for the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. It was the final two minutes of the third quarter. Why were all five Mavericks on the other side of the floor if they thought they had the ball? 
That, and and that's what's baffling to me. Uh, John John Schulman, who's an NBA.com writer and you know obviously like journalist, basically said like the Mavericks can't do that. Like what are they talking about? To which Brian Damaris, former head of analytics for the Mavericks several years ago, current Valley Sports contributor, current D Magazine contributor, said, well they can advance it to, to half court only to like delete it minutes later because they cannot. No. So there's just it, it's like a systematic derping going on and the excuse level if it happens this way will drive me potentially crazy because the attention to detail in the margins the little things that help you build a team that help you win games over the course of the season is why and the, really the lack of attention to it is why the Mavericks are now sitting under 500 there are just so many things at fault in this that I don't really know where to start I was looking forward to talking about this game, but the fact that this bullshit protest is going to take center stage yeah. is going to drive me crazy. Is there? I, and you're right. Maybe they don't win the narrative war here, but they're going to try it. They're going to try to. They're going to. Well, of course try they are. So I mean, J- just... Jason Kidd's minute-long explainer after the game was a minute of gobbledygook, where it's passing the buck. Take responsibility that you, your coaching staff. Everyone that's sitting down there was not paying attention. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm mad at I, you that, now. No, no, I'm still mad because of, yeah, it just, you know, and you just see like, well, I couldn't believe it. Way to go, Cuban. I'm just like, I'm just not there. I'm not there. And this isn't even me trying to be like, I hate Cuban thing. It's just like, isn't it? It's just emblematic of this season, isn't it? The reaction to this and Luca it's, doing well, the stupid money gesture at the refs. That like, was. Are see, you kidding me? That's not like like to me. That's, that's a just loser most, mentality, though. It's offensive. It's a loser mentality, and I get that the Luca fans of the world are going to be upset at this. But damn it, Luca came back, and it's like he hadn't missed a beat in every element of his game between the the brilliance you know, and the, the stuff we hate. <laughs> all this, all of it. All of it. And I'm sorry. When he's away, I miss him. When he comes back, I'm I I I wish I wish he would just stop doing the shit that hurts the team. My wife was really upset uh uh about the, the like Draymond Green basically elbowed Luca on a on a rebound where Luca like flopped to the ground. And she's like, Well, how come Draymond doesn't get called for a foul for that? And I, I said to her, Because Luca gone to the ground the ref didn't call it in my opinion just one play but just my opinion the ref didn't call it because there's no way a forearm from draymond green takes luka Doncic to the ground full stop sorry like he did get fouled but the ref like refs don't like being shown up they don't like floppers it doesn't luka weigh more than draymond yes (laughs) are they the same weight something like that yeah I, 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 and then, you know, and the thing that I hate is just, you talk about rep. We could just go back and forth. I posted it in our Slack and, I, and it's in the recap. Mm-hmm. There's a but, play where Josh green basically runs into Anthony black. Oh, he basically he, he bowls him yeah. over. It is, yeah, it it's, is. It's the most obvious foul I've ever seen. Not called in a game. And in, in some time refs don't call it. The Mavericks get a three. So the Mavericks get I three free points. That's yeah. what I thought. That, that the crowd okay. got into it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought cause the, and like to, and and you know you let's, can't let's do this because you could do this you could do this for every possession all, all game i hate and, talking about the rest yeah, so let's talk I about just something hate else it. Let's, let's move on so um, the, the of the cool parts of the game 
Jaden Hardy. Very cool. I am not <laughs> like just to be perfectly clear, I am not really a Hardy guy. Small guards concern me because small guards inevitably in playoff situations get picked on. It's it's just a fact of life over time. Steph Curry's like the exception, not the rule. But watching Jaden Hardy get minutes with Luca and get off crisp, clean looks and connect on those looks was really, really something. I, I One of the guys that's written for our site, Ian, who rarely writes anymore just because life has gotten in the way, he hangs out. And he's, he's just like, do people not remember Marquise Daniels scoring 30 points three times in his rookie year? And the answer to that question, Ian, is no. Nobody remembers any of this stuff because yeah. most Mavs fans are... 20 years ago. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's such a long time ago. It's like bordering on 18 years. So I don't blame anybody for not knowing some of that stuff. But Dennis Smith had some had some fun moments. Um, Josh Green did not have any fun moments his rookie year. Uh, so the, Luca obviously had a ton, but like you, you bar Luca out because he's he's Luca. This was really fucking cool watching him step into those shots and drive in the lane. I mean, it, there were a couple of boofs, but the Mavericks had that all game long. Just like there was one pass, uh, I remember like a, a kick out that hit him in the hands and flew over his head, but. Yeah. Just a, like I thought, he played a pretty good defensive game. Yeah. Um, I was just really pleased. I mean, Hardy, Hardy. You know, I don't want to cat like like I, I jokingly said he's untouchable because for those who don't remember, against the same Golden State Warriors team, Roddy Bobois hit nine threes and scored forty points in a close to end of season game. Which basically, after that, Mark Cuban labeled Roddy as untouchable in trades, uh, and then Roddy Bobois basically played like what a season and a half more with the Mavericks before fading away into nothingness. Yeah. But th- this was cool. This was combo guard stuff. Like, I don't think Jaden Hardy's a, a point guard. I don't think he's a play. Like he can make the right pass. He's score. Yeah. That's fine. Good. Yeah. When you, when you've got a six, seven point guard, you have a little bit more liberties with how you build a roster and you can get away with having, you know, six, two shooting guard because mm-hmm. you've got a six, seven point guard. Uh, that's yeah. kind of the beauty of Luca. And, what I really loved about his game, because this wasn't even his career high. He scored 29 against Utah. He scored 28 uh, a couple games ago. This was my favorite game of his by far, and I think it was because of how composed he was this game. Um, something with Hardy and something with a lot of like late-round rookies and second-rounders, you're usually dra- – you know, if you're outside of the lottery and you're not like one of the first 10 picks you know, or first five or so picks of the second round, you could be – a guy drafted on a team um, that, that has as playoff aspirations. Yeah. So it's really hard in the NBA for rookies on teams that want to win or have the expectations to win to get burned. It just almost, it just really happens. I mean, we just saw the Golden State Warriors with the number two overall pick couldn't, couldn't work it out because you know, it's just the timelines don't match. Like usually rookies are negative, <laughs> negative players. Uh, unless they're like a superstar talent uh, in their first year, and even then, they can be they can be a negative player in certain aspects. So, well, uh, the fact that like Hardy has kind of progressed from that kind of skittish, like, oh my gosh, I'm on the floor, I got to get up as many shots as I can because I don't know if I'm going to play in yep. the next three games. To a guy that can step on the floor, come off the bench when Kyrie Irving's hurt, and just let the game come to him, like yep. just spot up around Luca, make your open shots, don't press. Uh, don't over dribble. Uh, it was just that was really, really cool to see. Well, and there's an argument to be made that 
this has been Jason Kidd's finest bit of coaching the entire year because people want Hardy early, but I, I, I honestly think it's not fair to demand that because no. Hardy was no. not good in the G League. He really wasn't good. I, I, and so for him to build up confidence... The, the G League before he got drafted, we're saying. Yes, not, yeah, last he, year. Not after he got drafted. Last year. And so to, for him to build up confidence in the G League, and then if you divide the season into quarters where he doesn't play much the first quarter, he plays a little bit the second quarter, plays a little more the third quarter, and then look, lo and behold, in the fourth quarter, as the Mavericks need minutes, he is giving them minutes. This is what you want. This like There is really not... I couldn't have asked for more in relation to what, because it is in, in, you know, our fan base has been really crowing for him. And I understand why, because you don't want to see Frank Nilakina, you don't want to see Justin Holiday, et cetera, et cetera. But to put Hardy in a position to succeed without him taking serious steps back, because that's what progression is. It's not a linear line up. It is, you know, one good game, one bad game. Like you want to have more good than bad. And I think that's what, what we can safely say through 72 games, 73 games. Uh, so however many games the Mavericks have played this season, this is it, it's it's been one of the the success stories in a frustrating season. Yeah, I mean he's literally increased his points per game average every single month. Mm-hmm. I mean it was zero in October, five in uh, five in December. He didn't play in November, it looks like. So five yeah. in December, seven in in January, eight per you know almost nine per game in in February, and now he's at now he's at seventeen over seventeen and a half uh in march like that's that's really cool and with the 37th pick like this is what we're screaming about this is what teams like the memphis grizzlies do this is what you gotta hit on this stuff. Yeah. yeah you are you gotta use the draft you gotta try you gotta you gotta make attempts they're not always gonna work and, and we can pillar you know we can pillar the mavericks for the actual selections they make but the thing that me and you harp on the most is more not the selections specifically that they make, but they just don't make any selections because they throw picks away in drafts or they don't try. They have zero interest in like acquiring picks, which is a big deal. Um, Like you see New Orleans and you see Memphis, these teams that have, you know, bright futures that aren't necessarily tankers. Like Memphis is a, is a top four team. New Orleans isn't great this season, but they're certainly, you know, on the rise and they've got, not only their picks, they've got like two or three extra first rounders. And it's like the Mavericks just never have never have picks because they just don't value the draft. And to trade into the second round to get a guy that they wanted that's talented. Like that's bravo. Like that's what we want. It it is. And I was reading, you know, some online stuff today. Nick Angstad locked on Mavs, formerly with us. Um you know, he talked about how just like, he said something today about how the Mavericks just their their the raw you know uh, basically some some of the stuff you and I've been saying for years where it's just like when your coverage bear talent you just the mistakes stand out all the clearer and it's like when you really go back the Mavericks started making these moves like when they went really all in for Jason Kidd as a player mm-hmm. ever since yes so we have roughly fifteen years and if you were to kind of look at that fifteen year chunk. They had no success stories from, in terms of like drafting from that period of time because they didn't have any picks up until the selection of Luka Doncic. Like there's just nobody. And when you go that long, a lack of organic growth, you know, yeah, okay. If you're excited about Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, okay. I, I, I don't disagree. It's just there's, there's a lack of, of pedigree 
uh, I think that's fair. And so it's it's to get these these you know a, a fallen blue chipper like Hardy, even if you know I'm I have like long term concerns for the short term, you can call him an asset. Like yep. he's an underpaid guy at the moment. He's he's a Jordan Clarkson type looking guy. And somebody got upset when I made that. I'm like Jordan Clarkson is awesome. Career is <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like like. You know, is is he going? Have you won a championship with Jordan Clarkson? No, but you only win one championship a year. You got to build a team somehow, some way. And I, I just anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with 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 Hardy. I'm happy with what happened there. Um, that was really something. I, I will say that that we got it. Like we should kind of return back to the good and the bad of Luca, who yep. looked pretty. Looked, you know, from what I'd seen from videos, I was really worried about his mobility. Uh, he moved well. I'm going to be curious to see how he moves in the next game. Hopefully he'll be all right to play. Um, he was off on a lot of his, he, he continued to challenge Kevon Looney, which I like, I think like that's his, his white whale. Uh, that's his Moby <laughs> Dick. He, he wants to score on, on Looney and he just can't. Um, he missed a lot of helpers at the rim tonight. Just a lot of bunnies. I was really yeah. surprised at that. Yeah. Miss, missed his threes, which isn't surprising. Missed four free throws, and again, you do the money gesture at the refs mm. at the end of the game that you lose by two and you miss four free throws. Um, that's annoying. Um, so his scoring wasn't – like, I mean, he still ended up with 30 because he's Luka. Like, you could definitely see the rust. What I thought was really – I mean, <laughs> again, this is going to get drowned out because the Mavericks lost and, and then how that they're going to talk about why they lost, the team at least – and it's going to get lost in the in the headlines. He had 17 assists. This was one of his better floor games I think he's had in a while. And I know he had five turnovers, and some of them were were not great. But considering the way that the Warriors were doubling him and hounding him up the court, like almost a full court press every time he, he uh, brought the ball up the floor, he saw the floor really well for a Beautiful. guy that hasn't played basketball in like a week and a half or whatever. Yeah. However it's been long longer been. than that. Yeah, it's, it's he's, been a while. He made some. I mean, he had 17 assists. He probably could have had like 25. Like he yeah. was, he was <laughs> incredible. Was some else. of the passes he made, and even like you know, some of the passes he made, like his hockey assists or just his outlets to that move the ball around. Like he had some passes that were just out unreal in terms of just like getting the ball where it needed to be. It was, it was perfect. It was, it was one of his best floor games I've seen all season. And it happens yeah. when he comes like just. You know, that's that's the brilliance of this guy. It was it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, then the other part, his four free well, throws, his defense was was atrocious. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, take the good with the bad. I guess I don't know. Well, he's 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 got to figure out what he wants. Um, if he wants to win, he's going to have to do some things differently. I mean, he's it, it's so difficult because. He's gotten to where he is in the NBA, which is, you know, ostensibly a top five to a top seven player, depending on what your point of view, depending on how he's playing any given week. By by living his life how he has, by eating and treating his body how he has, and by showing up and playing how he has. He's going to, ha- like, I've, I've thought about this a lot. I don't know if he wants to be coached. I'm, I might be walking back from that declaration. I think he had a lot of that in Europe, and I think he was tired of it. Uh it's really hard when you're a savant, but at a certain point, everything falls back to him. Whether that's fair or not, it's a completely different story. He has the two hundred million dollar contract. That's, he's kinda, like, that's he's how it goes. The guy. And you know, I, it's a chicken or the egg discussion because I was I mentioned this in the live show. It's worth pitching again here. 
talked with somebody that really has been around the game for a long time and knows a hell of a lot about basketball and said that you can make every improvement under the sun related to the Mavericks that isn't related to Luca. And unless Luca wants to be better, wants to be the best, it might not matter. And I still think there's plenty of time for that. For oh, him. yeah, he's 24. Yeah. You, you know, know, Dirk Dirk didn't win a title until he's 31. You know, that's like right. You know. Now, whether but it's the, the, the problem is a different, that's it, where it works. That's yeah. where it changes. Like, cause, because everyone brings up Jordan didn't win until he was 27. Yep. LeBron, and then it's like LeBron didn't win until he was 27. Well, guess what? LeBron didn't win his first title with, with the Cavs. Like, so that's where the anxious, anxious comes up. Like, what if he learns those lessons uh, with a different organization? Uh, and then it's like, oh, great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that sucked. Do you want to talk? Uh, do you want to keep talking about Luca? Do you want to talk about some I, other things? I think we can talk about some other things because nobody uh, wants to. Like I love Luca, but it was just this was this was everything all in one game, and I just I wish it would be better. The thing I really want to talk about was, and this is not fair, but because one possession shouldn't define your game, but Christian Wood not wanting the ball on that final offensive possession for the Mavericks, where Luca had to like throw it at the rim was one of the most upsetting things I've seen him do all year. Do you know what I'm talking about? The one before the Steph layup. So when they were yes. down, when they were down, I think they were down one. Yes. They were down by one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he passed it to Luca with like two seconds. Luca had to, to do, do a one handed. Yeah. And what was, to do. And that was disappointing because he had been making the right he play. Had, before I mean, that. 11 free throws making nine of them making the right pass or assists only two turnovers he played an outstanding game but what i'm <laughs> gonna remember is him not wanting the fucking ball yeah i, I he well, made also, a lay he, he made one layup out of a like luca got doubled and luca kind of fed him at almost the wing like mid maybe like a 15 foot wing area and he made one layup over a warrior where it looked like it was going to be like up and down because the 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 two on like the three on four defense was pretty good from the warriors and it's just he 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 was in his bag tonight he was really good and i cannot believe for a guy who has wanted the spotlight this much that he just passed it up yeah. It's not his fault. I just I'm going to be thinking about it for a while. Well, That's he was all. also bad at the rim. We can talk about. Mm. You want to talk about how the three Mavericks big men combined for 11 rebounds and he had 12 on his own. Um, sure. Hey, Maxi Kleba played 29 minutes, four points, three rebounds, um, no blocks, one steal. That was really nice. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know what to say anymore. Like Dwight Powell actually had a nice game. You know, surprise, he gets a nice game when Luca comes back because those two are just really good in the pick and roll. But again, it's just, it's a layup line, man. And, and you know, it's a combination of the fact that the perimeter players can't stay in front of their guy. And then, so you're leaving your big men in these out to dry situations where they know if they step up that there's going to be a guy open behind them to get an easy layup or they just get scored at through the rent. Like they score through these guys like they're not there. Like, like, I'm sorry, like, people put way too much on the Maxi coming back, and some of the stuff that was being talked about, like, when he returned, I was just like, man, like, well, why? Like, I understand you want to look for hope in some things, but good Lord, the guy is human. Like, but, but he, he also, looks like a guy that's missed almost all the season with a hamstring surgery. He does, he's been doing that auto-rotate bullshit where he gets the ball on a pass and doesn't even look at the rim. 
Oh, I know. That's that's always. <laughs> That's like, awesome. I hate, and it's like, oh, I'm I'm just gonna pass it. It's a predetermined thing for him, and I think it takes away from. It, he's just not a threat for a guy who had a game winning layup. He doesn't really look to to shoot, and I know, and that's it's a minor criticism, but it's like if you're gonna be a stretch five, you got to be willing to pull the trigger on some of these rat on on some of these uh, yeah, uh, ball rotations. You can't shoot three threes when you're the the when you're playing 29 minutes mm-hmm. of, of stretch five. Or he got some good looks, and he just auto rotated yeah. the ball. Yeah. And that's why I think we were so shocked he made that Lakers uh, game winner because he kind of has a little bit of a windup. And I think that goes into why he passes out of shots because I think he thinks he needs a little bit more time to get his shot up. And it's just yeah. like, well, dude, you just made a game winner. It took you 0.3 seconds. Like, what? <laughs> maybe they just need to practice. Like he needs to take every jumper. Like there's 0.5 seconds on the clock. I don't know. But, uh, but that was just, you know, they just got, they got obliterated and it sucked because I thought, Reggie Bullock played the best defensive game he's played in like months all season. Like I thought he did a really admirable job chasing Steph Curry around for basically 40 minutes. Like Steph only shot 18 points. He kind of got it 18 times. He got it. He kind of got his, his, his numbers at the end of the game. I mean, he made the game, he made the game ceiling layup at the end. Uh, But the fact that he only had 20 points on 18 shots, like, that's a win. Like he only made two three pointers. Like like Bullock ran him off the three point line about as well as anyone I've seen run Steph off the three point line, and it just sucks that it went all for naught because he ran Steph off the three point line and it was just nothing. There was nothing behind Reggie uh, backing him up. It was just cut dunk, cut layup, pass. Like it was. I think I saw you talking to someone that it's like, man, the Warriors are getting like open layups off like two passes. Like it's just there was nothing. There was no resistance uh, nope. after the first pass. That's a, that's a shame. They wait. They wasted that defensive performance by Bullock. They wasted Hardy's incredible. You know, could have been an incredible. Well, they shot forty three percent from three. This goes back to the article that you wrote <laughs> yesterday, which you haven't checked it out. Three point shooting is the only real reason that the Mavericks have lost, like been been winning games. It is the it is the cheat code for the modern NBA. The Mavericks have faced have. I mean, guys, we got to be clear here. Three point defense to date, on aggregate no one really understands it. Like it is luck. It is guys are hitting shots or they aren't. The Warriors shot 31% from three. The Mavericks shot 43% from three. The Mavericks had 15 more points from the three point line than the Warriors and lost by two. That just shows you how much they got waxed in all the other areas of the game. Right. Like if they had dude, if they shot 35%, which like, isn't bad, they lose this game by like, 15 points or like 12 points. Like the three point I mean, really shooting. I thought the Warriors were going to blow the game open. And you kept saying at, in the they're, middle of the third, you're like, they're going to have a three point barrage, which is what happened in the fourth quarter. Yes. Like, I think they made four threes in the fourth quarter or five. Yeah. Threes, I mean, and you like make that. your own luck. Like there were good plays. They were hustling. They were getting good looking shots. So it's like, I don't want to, but it's just 15 more points is, 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 is it matters. Yeah. And it's just like, you look at the Warriors and it's like, how do you how do you not lose a game? Like, how do you not get blown out when you give up 66 points in the paint and you give up 11 offensive rebounds? And it's like, well, you make five or six more three-pointers than your opponent. Mavericks made five threes in the fourth quarter. And that's what they feasted on for the better part of two years. I remember when Kid came in, he talked about Luka using all the paints and basically described how the team was going to shoot less three-pointers. It took approximately two months for that to go away and then the Mavericks become like 
just an iteration of the peak 2020 offense type stuff where it's like, this is all they can do. And it really is. It's all they can do. I, I, they have to out, I they have to outshoot teams. And yeah. it's just, it's insane because like Kirk, if they are average at defense, if they're average at guarding the rim, if they're average at rebounding, they probably have what 40, 40 or 41 wins right now. Like when you consider the shooting, like, it's just crazy to think about the fact that they're having one of the better three-point shooting seasons in NBA history, really. Like, if you think about it, I know they're third in total made threes made, but, like, as I wrote in the article, since February 8th, they're making as many threes per game as as the almost the record-breaking number uh, from 2021. Yeah, they hit 17 tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, it's just, like, it's it's it must it's nuts. That's why I think people are losing their mind over this team because it's like holy crap. If it's like they're the worst, like just don't be the worst at every other part of the game, and you could be a really good team. And they they just they just can't do it. Well, and like they still have a path to the playoffs. But you basically right. said earlier tonight that this was a must win game. Oh, this one hurt. They have to win the next three. They can't. They have to go three and zero in the next three games. Like they have to. There's no. Uh, if they go two and one, like, no, they have to go three and zero. They played the Hornets twice and the Pacers. You have to win all three of those games because the next three games are road Sixers, road heat, road Hawks. Like they're out of time, man. Like we've been talking about like, okay, they just need to go on a run. They just need to go on a run. Well, the road, the runway is running out. <laughs> yeah. And for as much as like, there's, there's things that you and I, and every other Mavs fan would like to be pro- like you want your takes to be right. Okay. Just because that's the fun of arguing about sports. But I think every, every actual Mavs fan would lo- like winning trumps all of that. Like going to the playoffs is the goal. Winning a championship is the goal. So there's no joy in any of this. There's no joy in the frustration. I mean, we kind of suffer through it together, but I just I wish they could turn it around and they've just shown no ability to do so. And it's so sad. Yeah. We can't say any better than that. All right. So <laughs> as you guys have noticed, the podcast feed has changed to Pod Maverick. The only one there I still would like people to let me know if you're not seeing that in the the new art in the uh in your H in your 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 feeds, Google is still not displaying, which I don't understand. Um, there's a few more that aren't, but those like the the bigger podcast platforms are getting it. The annoying part about all this is like we're probably getting picked up by the end of the week with a brand new network, which means that like we'll have all this stuff taken care of for us. But I'm, you know, you and I are going to be trying some new things over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Um, maybe Sunday's game, depending on how our, our personal lives go, where we can try some new things Friday night, maybe that game um, where we're going to have a couple of different things. We would like people to, to subscribe to if they are, are, are willing. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I, th- this is all happening in a very frustrating time because if the Mavericks were on an upswing, I think I'd be more, I think I'd be more enthused about some of the new things we have going, but instead I'm just like, I don't want to try new stuff. I know it'd be more fun to try new stuff if the team we were covering wasn't wasn't such a misery to watch through every single game, which it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Like even this game, like 
if they just lost this game like normally, we'd be like, well, that sucked. But this was like it was a pretty entertaining game for the most I had part. A great I mean, time. Neither team had a big lead. Like it was it was seriously just back and forth, back and forth. And then of yeah. course they have to have this ref thing, which feels like it just puts a big cloud over all of it, even you know, that just makes it harder to appreciate, you know, just the entertainment value of it all, you know. That's right. So we'll we'll be sharing some links and and doing and it'll all come through your podcast feed if you're listening. Yep. We'll probably do something at Mavs Moneyball, but considering our pre our, our current, you know, we still work at Mavs Moneyball. That's one thing I've I've gotten a lot of questions about. Basically, they decided to stop supporting our podcast, and so we got permit. The fact that they gave us the feed is actually a miracle. Um, and anytime I, I feel frustrated, I remember that because they had no obligation to give us the feed. Yeah. They own the Mavs Moneyball IPs. So. That's right. This is not our, now the pot, the podcast, they gave it to us. So now we, it's ours. It, it went from being theirs to being ours, which is an important, important thing. Um, we'll be, you know, probably as the summer goes on, we'll probably be, you know, interested in, in potential like local sponsorships if anybody wants to do that sort of thing but we'll be talking about that more as the summer goes on right now still mavs focused so go to mavs moneyball read josh's hilarious and incredible 1500 word recap for those of you who may not pay attention to word counts most of our recaps are half that length and josh usually gets annoyed with our writers who do anything over (laughs) it and so for the fact that you is great great uh great recap we're gonna have other posts we have something up on the protest we have a stats post coming um, and then we have a couple of posts coming tomorrow, I think, from people who turn stuff in even from this morning. So lots of things at Mavs Moneyball. We really appreciate you hanging out with us, and we will talk with you guys soon. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk with you on Friday. Go Mavs.